This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. Glenda Geek from Ocala, Florida. And I'm Timothy Harfield from Jasper, Georgia. And you're listening to a special Horse Husbands Only edition of Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for April 8th, episode 1672, brought to you today by the Shaken Fork and the Flexen Fork. I am a manly man who lives a manly life in my manly house with my manly wife. And now, from the Man Cave at the Horse Radio Network, the monthly Horse Husbands episode starring Timothy Harfield of Horsehubby.com and America's Horse Husband, Glenn the Geek. This one is for you guys. No horsewomen allowed. Hi, Timothy. It's good to be talking to you again. It's been a while. It feels like it's always been a while, Glenn. How have you been? I, I hear you've been a little horse. Yeah, a little horse, a little sick. But then that's why this didn't go out at its normal Thursday spot last week. We're doing it as a special weekend episode. We didn't want to miss Horse Husbands so many months in a row. So uh, thank you to Jennifer for covering everything last week. Feeling better. And I'm glad to be here talking with Horse Husbands. It's fun. Yep, I've missed this. I've totally missed this. And I, But I'm I'm glad to have you on. Glad to be on. I'm glad to be joined today by Rich Mueller. Rich Mueller, yes, Hi, Rich. he's back. Uh, we've yep. been on hey. before. That's right. A returning yep. Yep. horse husband and father. He has both covered. Husband and father, yes. And and I was also horse last week and a little horse this week still. <laughs> Boy, that flu that's going around is just nailing everybody. And apparently it's yeah. one that the flu shots didn't help either. So I, yeah, I, I gave up on flu shots years ago because it never, I always got sick anyway. So it's like, why bother? <laughs> well, down in Georgia, we're all suffering from a combination of high pollen counts, which every year ends up, everybody suffers, whether you have allergies or not, you're just suffering. And uh, uh, I think there is just a little bit of bridge in the air. Bridge? Right. Have you? Did you not see this on the news? No. Oh that yes, yes, yes. Okay. Bridge the burning bridge on, on uh, Highway 85 yeah. ended up melting. Your homeless burned down yeah. the bridge story. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Terrible. And I, I, uh, I makes me really glad that I'm no longer commuting I in bet. and out of Atlanta every day. <laughs> I bet. So now. Yeah, we're going to uh, yeah, Kentucky yeah. again the end of the month, and you have to drive up seventy five through Atlanta. I'm going. How can I avoid Atlanta this time? <laughs> I can't we go around. Going around will take less time than going through for sure. Now, Rich, Rich, what? Okay, are you a Rich Mueller? I'm Rich Mueller. Mueller. A uh, Rich Mueller. 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 M U L. Yeah. One who mulls. One who mulls. <laughs> One who mulls. So what, what should we mull about today? So uh, what I really like about uh, this new format is we can get together on a monthly, quote unquote, sort of loosely monthly uh, basis to get people together, us horse husbands, to talk about some real issues. Right. 
Okay. So uh, over the past, I think since January, uh, horsehobby.com has been more active. Lots more yeah, stories. Yeah, you've been posting all sport. kinds of stuff. Yeah, I've been posting. We've ha- been having lots of sort of guest posts and contributions, some really great interviews coming up actually as well, uh, including a, an upcoming interview by uh, a chief operating officer. Um, uh, so a lot of sort of entrepreneurs, people from various walks of life. But what has sort of consumed the site to date what always sort of informs the site is the stuff that I'm thinking about. So what do I think about? I think about, about a few things, right? I think about horse husbands fails. So like I wrote this thing about horse husband fails, five ways to fail at being a horse husband. We've all failed at being husbands. We all failed. But like what, what is, I'm going to ask you, Rich, Rich, what is the, the biggest horse husband fail that you've ever been responsible for? Probably not being at the warm-up arena at the right time. <laughs> oh, tell us about that. <laughs> oh, it, it's happened multiple times. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> we need to buy you <laughs> a watch. <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't happen lately since I don't go to much shows now. But um, <laughs> That's how you uh, solve the problem? Then, you, know, you just don't go anymore? Uh Get less yeah, trouble. Uh, well, no, I do go. I do if I want. If I can go, I go, and I'm great once I'm there. Now, um, and and the great thing is, since we moved from the west coast to the east coast, a lot of people don't know me, so they don't distract me. <laughs> so, yeah, you start talking to friends and everybody, and you get all into socializing, and then you know, next thing you know, the wife's over there, and the rail's down, and she's looking at you, you know. Like you're supposed to be here, you know. I, I needed you ten minutes ago, and you know it. It that's that's the the big fail is not being there on time when you're supposed to be there, um, or uh, lots of other things. Let's talk. I, I feel like that's a direct consequence of doing what you're supposed to do, right? Which is the number one rule of being a horse husband at a horse show is to be happy. So you're like you're there at the horse yeah. show, you're happy. You're like talking to people, you're joining the community, you're part of this life. And by mm-hmm. doing one thing very well, you end up failing in another respect. But you say you've got that handled. How how do you how do you fix that? Um well now being on the East Coast, I don't know as many people. So <laughs> just, just don't talk to anybody. Say hello and <laughs> smile and you know, I'm I'm a happy person and say I've got to go take care of that over there. <laughs> But, um, but yeah, it's, 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 you know, you just got to stay focused and, and be polite to people. If they want to talk to you, say, oh, I, my wife's right there. I got to get over there and help her. She needs help right now. <laughs> can we, can we talk real quick about that warm up ring and how terrifying it is when you're inside setting jumps and there's riders everywhere. Uh, and I always feel like I'm getting in the way of somebody when I'm in there. I, I just, I don't know. I find it. Yeah, I'm not so so terrified. I'm with you, Glenn. I'm not so terrified, although I maybe should be. But it's (laughs) I I always feel like I'm doing something wrong. I feel like the pressure's on that I'm gonna put the wrong pull up or I'm gonna like do something because I don't have no idea what I'm doing. And even when I'm I'm doing what I'm told, I have like I'm only fifty percent sure that I've done the right thing. (laughs) 
That's our yeah. life right there. Yeah, That's well, the life yeah. of a horse husband. That needs to be on a t-shirt. Only 50% sure I'm doing the right thing. <laughs> you can only be 50% sure of what you're doing. No, yeah, I agree with that. So, That's funny. So, um, the basic thing is when you're walking into the warm-up arena, if you feel like you're in the way, stop. They will go around you. They should go around. The horse doesn't want to. Yeah. The, well, the horse doesn't want to run over you. Hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> it does happen. <laughs> so, so do do what the squirrel is not supposed to do, right? The squirrel well, well, sees car coming and stops, and that's a mistake. You should see the horse coming and stop, and that's a good thing. Sometimes, yes. Usually a squirrel stops and then turns the other direction, goes back, and that, that that's a bad thing. <laughs> that's a bad thing. And there's always that jockeying for jump for warm up jumps in the arena, right? So you're in there trying to help your spouse while there's fifteen other people trying to jump the same jump. And then occasionally I've gotten yelled at because I've put it at the wrong height because I'm setting it for my spouse who's also jumping the same jump. It's just confusing. It's too confusing for a horse husband. We shouldn't be involved. That's my thought. No, we should not be expected to think. No, that's correct. <laughs> or okay. get it right. I can deal with that. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> then we solved that problem. So <laughs> <laughs> you back me up next time. That's right. <laughs> I shouldn't be in here. It's too dangerous, and I'm, I, it requires way too much thought for a horse husband. Well, that actually relates to another another thing that I'd like to talk about later with respect to showcations. But before we do that, I wonder if I could get your, your feedback on some of these some of these points, things to do. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Big, let's not get off the of biggest fails yet. We didn't no, hear no, your, We didn't yeah, hear so, yours yet. Oh, you want to hear my biggest fail? Yeah. What are my biggest fail? I don't know. I know what the biggest fail would be, and I and I joke about it is calling it a hobby. It's just a hobby. Ugh. When'd you do that? And why are you still oh, married? No, no. <laughs> well, now, well, now I, I call it a hobby as a joke because obviously it's. It's not a hobby, right? But it's it's just a hobby. It's just your thing. <laughs> and as far as like, was that when you were mistakes? dating? Like, did, oh no, the biggest mistake, the biggest mistake. I made, did this once early on, and I learned my lesson. But it's it's thinking that to, you walk in, and within a couple of weeks of being around the barn, you find room for improvement. Ah, that's mine. That was going to be mine, right? You're like. Uh, this could be organized better. This seems pretty efficient. You should do this. You should do that. Why aren't you like more clean and more tidy and blah 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 that kind of stuff? So like I'm I I don't know. Do you guys do know anything about uh, Briggs Myers those personality tests? Yes. I'm an INTJ. I'm the guy who always finds room for improvement, and that's is you know it's a strength, but in relationship it can sometimes be a weakness, and you know I'm not the expert. Uh, but it's very easy for me to start thinking that I that I am very very quickly. You know, but and you're I, not. I think that's one of the biggest mistakes we all make as as young horse husbands. And I know when I look back, that was going to be mine. Is thinking I knew better than she did, especially about the running of the barn. We had our big place that we had bought. Um, and I look back now, and I'm thinking, what an idiot I was! I didn't know a damn thing. <laughs> I just, I'm sh- shocked she even stayed with me because I could be pretty pig-headed about some of that stuff, and and she had every right to just kick my ass to the curb. Uh, but it's well intentioned, right? So what motivates us to do it? We're not just trying to be jerks. It's it's an effort 
on our part, as someone who's new to her interest, to get involved. So the, what motivates us, we want to be involved. We want to participate in the life. We want, don't want to just to be a bystander. That ends up translating in a kind of a behavior that is not, admittedly not the best. But we don't know any better. We don't know at that point like, that, like, that our job is just to smile, be happy, and hang out. Right. You're right. And that's true. I mean, well, I've, yeah. Go ahead, Rich. You, you have, you're a father I, and a, I, and a yeah. wife or a husband. Well, so. I've learned to stand back a lot of times and say, okay, what do you want me to do? <laughs> so um, you, you just stand back and say, what do you want me to do? And then there's other times that I say, okay, that's what I'm going to do. And then I do something um, like uh, bridal hooks, like uh, the cleaning hooks. I rig up uh, pulley systems and stuff for them. So, you know, when they're in the tack room, they aren't hanging down in their faces. And they can pull them up and get them out of the way and things like that. And they go, oh, wow, that's a great idea. But, you know, you, the, the other things, the traditional things, the way of doing things with the horses and whatnot, I just stay back. And, you know, you know I was in pony clubs, so I follow a lot of the tradition and everything, too. So it doesn't, you know, haven't had too many scrapes in that area. So. But you're a really handy guy, right? Uh, somewhat, yeah. <laughs> no, you're you're totally a handy to guy. Easy. You're handy for a living, right? So, yeah. have you yeah. have you ever done something handy with the the desire to do something really nice, and then be told that that was a stupid idea? Why did you do that? Um, usually, when I break something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I tried to do something handy and it just doesn't go the way it's supposed to go. And I don't have any explanation for it or any example. But, uh, yeah, every once in a while I break things and it's usually a bad thing. So, it, yeah. It, it, every once in a while it backfires. I yeah. But they can but break a lot something. Of the handy things. They can break something, and it's like just part of part of the day, right? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. 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 Mogi's driven in on a with a trailer with three wheels on it. <laughs> right. See, and, and that's okay. gotten out of the truck and said and said what? <laughs> you know? So, um, but um, you know, I'm the one that gets to put it all back together. So yeah, my my the the what I do that's similar but not nearly as handy is I try to help by organizing things. So I see disorder. I try to I try to introduce a degree of order. So I will collect and store and shelve and organize and then forget where I put everything. And she has no idea what I've and of course I do this when she's away. So I agree I, I, I present her with this gift. When she comes home from a horse show, she's tired, she's dirty. And I say, Look, honey, what I've done to all of your stuff. And for whatever reason, she doesn't completely appreciate all the all the effort that I put into basically systematically losing her crap. <laughs> yeah. You think you'd learn, Timothy? We've been doing this show long I enough. <laughs> Every time she goes away, I do it. It's stupid. <sighs> Stay in the house where you belong. Don't go oh there. man, that's right. <laughs> well, that's okay. Maybe you would. With all her her stuff going on and everything, she tries to organize things, and I say, "Where is this?" And she says, I have no idea. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah, yeah. I know about the organization. That's, it's, that's a tough one too. 
I just, but you start, say, I don't do it anymore. I don't touch her tack room. I don't, you know, don't do it. Uh, yeah, I don't do it anymore. I don't, I don't go near it. There's a system. You might not understand it, but don't fear what you don't understand. But they can Trust find them. their stuff. They know where their they, stuff that's, is. That's yep. all that's important. Yep. yep. That's right. Yep. I've stepped away from the tack room too myself. That's so it. Rich, you're not my, shows or, anymore. You're not stepping into tack rooms. What? How? What? Why are you not as involved in the horse show life as much? Are you just busier? Uh, well, it's just because because of the farm and whatnot. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm I'm kind of stuck at the farm. I get to go to the horse shows a lot more in the last few years. We've kind of trimmed down the schedule and just you know said you know there's things that can wait and whatnot. And, you know, I'd prioritize things that, you know, they, you know, your horses are your worst tenants, so they break things and stuff. And so my list gets longer and longer and longer and, you know, to fix things. And then you say, okay, what needs fixing right now? What can wait? And, you know, so. That's one thing about, so, that's it, one of the things about owning a big farm is, and it happened to us too, is you just spent all, you, you, you hardly had time for the horses for all the time you spent f- fixing crap. The fences were always mm-hmm. down, there was something always broken in the barn, the truck, the trailer, everything, and you just spend more time fixing stuff. It's like, when do you have time to actually do the horse part? You know, that, you know the reason you have all of that stuff in the first place. Putting hay up, oh, just that's the worst. Yeah. All right. So now we were to, the one article you did was the five ways to fail at being a horse husband, and we just started talking about that. But you had some interesting ones in there. Yeah, things like, like if guaranteed to fail in your relationship. And these apply to people who are sort of in a relationship, uh, who are at the beginning of a relationship. If you, if your thing is failing. And if your thing is failing a relationship, and I think these things apply to sort of relationships in general, but, you know, specifically to horse husbands, don't try to listen and don't understand, you know. So we were talking about um, the the problem of being too involved, like wanting to understand and make judgments too quickly and to help. Uh, we want to help, help <laughs> by by judging, basically, which is not the right thing. But the right thing is also, of course, not to completely refuse to understand because the horses are such an important part of her life. If you decide to not touch the horses and understand anything about what she does, well, you might as well not have a relationship with her at all. So if you want to fail at being a, having a relationship with a horsewoman, don't listen, don't try to understand. And even if you're in the same room together, you know, you're, you're not you're not communicating, you're not understanding each other, you're basically not in a relationship. Yeah, also refuse to help. That's true pretty much. Whether, you're right. That's true of whether they're a horse girl or not. It absolutely Whatever is. their interest is, right? If you're not interested, then probably the chances of the relationship going anywhere are, are slim. But it's not a hobby, right? And that's what it point. Like, it's if, if your significant other is, like, really into crocheting, and, like, I, okay, so I don't know anybody who's, like, into crocheting, and maybe it's not just a hobby either. But for all, like, let's pretend like it's just a hobby. If I don't understand that thing about crocheting, I'm like, oh, you're crocheting? That's good, right? But I don't have to understand it. Uh, that's I true. I don't think. Yeah, you're right about that. But if you're in a relationship with a horse person, it's not just a hobby. It's a lifestyle. And right. and so, you know, you really have to get it. Rich, I can't remember. Did you did you know much about the horse stuff when you... Well, yeah, you were a pony club. Yeah, oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah so you had that advantage. I, I was raised around horses. Yeah. Uh, yeah okay. I, I I have that advantage. I have you both sides of that story. I have the, uh, the Kayla's mother, who is not Mogi's mother. <laughs> so um, so yes, I have the uh, the the first uh, marriage with uh, the failed relationship. But there was other things in, inserted into that. But but she wasn't. Kayla's mother didn't understand the whole horse thing. I had at 18 years old. I kind of dropped out of the whole pony club thing and thought I'd go out and find myself in the world and whatnot. And then decided that horses were the better thing. By the time I was 26. And then I was married to Kayla's mother, and she thought it was a uh, a phase. Which at 26 you don't go through phases, I don't think. I think that's when you're my age right now. You go through phases, but um, so you know a lot of other things and everything. But um, uh, so luckily Kayla stuck with the horse thing. And, um, and so we're all together, but, but yeah, you got to stay kind of focused with the whole horse thing a little bit. Okay. We need to add that to your list on there. Do not call it a phase. It's not a phase. It's not a hobby. It's not a phase in life. You're not going to your, 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 yeah. And it's a language too, right? So if, if. Yeah, you know, if you're in a relationship and your passion informs your language, it's your vocabulary, it's what you're thinking about. And if you cannot, if you if you don't take the time to not only appreciate what the other person is doing, but also understand the language, and that then then you have you have no way to effectively communicate. And so it's an it's an active, and it's sort of I think on it's it's on. The respon- it's the responsibility of the non-horse person, I think, to sort of cross that bridge and to sort of work to translate your own experience in terms of the other and vice versa. Because uh, the translation is definitely there. And I remember, you know, first dating Elisa, uh, and I was teaching philosophy at the time, and I remember being as open as I possibly could in trying to translate my own sort of teaching practice in terms of how Elisa was training horses. And if you open that up and you, you're sort of engaged in that work of translation, then it really does enrich uh, much of your own, own thinking and, and experience. Um, but I, I, you know, it should go, I shouldn't say that. I think it does go both ways. You, you know, the two of you both have to be engaged in the work of translation between well, the horse and the non-horse. Yeah. And even when uh, with Kayla's mother, I was I was always involved with the horses. My parents had horses. We had race horses, and I was always involved with the horses. It wasn't like the the horses weren't you know they weren't out totally out of my life, but they were always there. And I just you know I transitioned to a point, and I said, okay, I'm tired of you know not doing anything with the horses. I want to start working the horses again. And, you know. And, so it's just <laughs> went from there. I'm so, you know, it could have been bad on my side. I mean, I was, um, you know, wanting to work with horses again. So. And, and in her mind, that's not what she signed up for. Right. So. Well, uh, well, she, well, she actually, she got involved a little bit, but then she wanted, she wanted the glamorous side of it. And, 
You know, there's not. Oh, the glamorous, oh, the glamorous side. side. Oh, I forgot about oh, that. There is one. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's not a whole lot of glamour. The posh though. parties and yeah. the champagne. Yeah, and, the uh, hunt balls. Yeah, yeah. Right. So yeah, that's what she wanted. Yeah, she wanted <laughs> so there was the hard work that goes behind on behind it all. So. Well, that so, that leads us yeah. to this one. I was just reading Timothy on this article. You have a uh, horse hubby called Five Ways to Fail Being a Horse Husband," and it, number it's number four. Be tolerant of disorder. And I, I love. Uh, let me read the first paragraph. Her truck is a disaster, and she deposits hay, feed, and all manner of other things wherever she goes. Those riding pants may look sexy from a distance, but get too close, and you'll think twice before you're putting your head in her lap. <laughs> yeah, there, there are traces. <laughs> <laughs> that's a man yeah. with experience yeah, some... that wrote that sentence <laughs> yeah the stains on the butter are the better ones too <laughs> <laughs> like and, but you know i i'm you know i can be type a i can be i've been accused of being like i look around in my office and i see a, a small amount of disorder but then elisa walks in and it is she feels as if I have no perspective. And so, you know, there's a, there's a, an amount of disorder that just naturally comes with being with horses. You know, there's a, there's a, a degree of chaos of uncontrollability of just, there's a lot to do. You can't do everything. It's not a clean sport. It's not a clean vocation. So what it does. So if you, so, which is to say, first of all, if you're intolerant of disorder and you refuse it, this is not the relationship to be in because it's just unless I unless you're dating a dressage person. I don't know any dressage people, but I hear that they can be a little bit. Um, oh, particular. don't let don't let anybody. Their car looks the same as uh, our wives' cars. Good to know. <laughs> Good to know. So, so I, I will make like a statement. Yeah, I will make a statement. Rich, right? <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Yep. Horse they're, girls they're, car. cars look the same. Yeah. Horse girls car is a yeah. horse girls car. It's a, yeah, it's a I horse girls car. Sick. I cast one every day on my commute to work. There's a lady that has manures manure happens and, and, and stuff on her bumper. Yeah, and I'm oh yeah, she's a horse girl. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. But it can also be liberating. And this is what I found if you if you sort of accept that there's a degree of disorder and you accept it as a metaphor for life. Life is not ordered. So, you know, over the past, you know, number of years that I've been with Elisa, it has been very good for me because I have become far more tolerant and understanding of disorder and embraced it as a part of life. We just can't control everything. Right. And to think as if you can control something is you're bound to fail and it just causes stress and anxiety. And so this sort of it's been good. It's been good. But it's only as a result of an increased tolerance for disorder that I've been able to actually have a successful relationship with Elisa. Otherwise, totally impossible and my vehicle shows it i would like my vehicle to be 100 percent clean but inevitably i get hay and dirt and manure and stuff in my vehicle and the first time it happened i caused me a little bit of anxiety now i just accept it as a part of my lifestyle we had our truck detailed for the first time since we got it uh while we were down at the beach visiting relatives and I said, I'm going to go get my car, the car wash. And Jennifer's like, what? So I went and had it one of those detailed places. It was like so nice after. I was like, you're never putting hay in here again. It was, <laughs> it was so nice. Two so, days later. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. <laughs> it looks like it so, did before. So, Timothy, have you ever picked the manure up off the floor of this car with your hands? 
I don't have, have a problem with picking manure off like a like the manure is fine. It's basically like chunky hay. Hey, speaking of which, oh, okay. perfect transition there. Thank you very much for that. Is our sponsor today? <laughs> speaking of picking manure, oh, perfect! <laughs> and that's the flex and fork. I use hands. <laughs> you can use the flex and fork. <laughs> and the shaking fork. See, you don't need to pick it up with your hands when you have the best manure fork <laughs> in the country. Uh, you know. We use them all the time here. I pick paddocks. I do it every other day. We have a system. I pick the paddocks every other day. Jennifer picks them the other days. So we have a system because I have one horse. She has a horse. So we have two horses. It's only fair. But I will not do it. I refuse to do it unless I'm using the flex and fork. We have gotten rid of all of our cheap manure forks now. We don't own any from the from the feed store, the $25 ones. We only own the flex and forks and the shake and fork. And I'll tell you what, I love that thing. And I'm not the only one, you know, all the hosts of the Horse Radio Network use these forks. But I was speaking to Stacy Westfall today, which is a name you probably recognize, Timothy. Um, she, sure. she has to be one of the most famous, well, she has a half a million followers on Facebook. Does that tell you something? Um, she's one of the most famous horse girls around. And I happen to know because I've seen videos of her using the flex and fork and the shake and fork. So she is a big believer in that as well. And there's a lot. We were down at Disney and we were going, we were at Animal Kingdom and we were going on a little train ride past where you can see into the barns where they take care of the exotic animals. And sure enough, what's sitting there is flex and forks. So even Disney uses their own their uh, their their flex and forks and their shake and forks. So check it out today. If you don't go buy a crappy manure fork anymore, don't go spend twenty five dollars on a crappy one. Go ahead, spend a little bit more, and have one's going to last you five years. Ours have lasted us five years without broken tines because they have a suspension system built in, eliminates all of that. So check it out today. Shake and fork. That's S-H-A-K-E-N fork.com. And, you know, if you clean more than three stalls a day, get the shake and fork. If it's less than three stalls, then I would go with the flex and fork. You've got enough crap in your life already. That's right. <laughs> Don't add You do not need a crappy fork. fork. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Let's talk about showcations. We have, we, we have four of the flex and fork. Oh, do you? So. Really? Yes, we do. Yeah? yeah. Do yeah. you use them for yeah, stalls we, or um, paddocks or what? Straw, the the, the straw, um, the, the shake and fork doesn't work with the straw. Straw, so that's right. Yep. The flex, yeah, the flex and fork works better with the straw. Oh, so, you have a fancy barn. You use straw, Lottie da. Fancy barn. No, no, I, I'd rather have shaving. <laughs> Me too. Thank you. Yeah. Straw's yeah, a pain in the better. ass to clean. Can we talk about that as a horse husband? I refuse to do it. I will not well, clean a straw stall anymore. <laughs> I won't do it. Oh, we're, we're, we we might be switching to to shaving soon. So, because <laughs> so. it's just a pain. You gotta get, move it all like, and yeah, throw it against I the ball. Like yeah. Let, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the cat loves it. <laughs> cat will love the shavings. <laughs> the barn too. cat. The barn cat loves it. <laughs> He'll love the shavings too. We we'll get over it. <laughs> yeah. Well, well I'm glad not so long ago, Glenn. Yes, I was talking to you. We, this was not in the show, but we were sort of chatting and I mentioned that I was going on a showcation. Oh yeah. yeah and you'd yeah. never heard that show, be, that, no, uh, that word before. No, I hadn't. I thought it was just oh, another just a horse thing. For years. Okay. So Rich, you know what these are. I do. I do. We did those when we were in California. So tell us what so, it is. Um, how would you do? <clears throat> yeah. How would you define a showcation? Oh. What, what is a showcation? 
my showcasing was um, uh, every August, uh, July, August, uh, Rebecca Farms up in Montana. Mm-hmm. Um, we would go, and it originally started, there was a, uh, there's a three, uh, three show series that was in um, Twin Falls, Idaho, Rebecca Farms, which was, it was not Rebecca Farms at the time. It was um, Heron Park up in Montana and um, Jackson Hole, Wyoming. And that was my showcasing. So, yeah, we'd take all the students, gather everything up and go for a two, three week venture up to the, the, the Northwest of, you know, the States and, you know, it was, it was a good time, but you know, it's all horse business, but you know, er, got to do a few things. We uh, did some white water rafting and things like that in between everything, but um, you know, it was all horse business and stuff. So, but it was fun. Um, But yes, there are no vacations. (laughs) So, so I'm trying to do one next year with Mogi with a real vacation, but without horses. Hey, I got an option for oh, you next year. Work? I got an option for you next year. Um, we're just finalizing the plans now, working with Eventing Nation and Horse Nation to put together a horse lover's cruise in February. So it'll be four nights oh. on a cruise with other horse people, but no horses. Uh, and we're looking at oh. doing a game night and everything on the cruise and giving away prizes and doing like a game show. And then, and then Leslie from Horse Nation is going to lead the pub crawl every night. So, um, oh. so there's that. See, so you can get her on vacation with other horse people. It, then it's not so much of a decision. Okay. Okay. We'll Have look you into seen- that one because we already got another, we got another one thrown at us earlier in the, you know, a few weeks ago, uh, a Southern rock vacation. Cause one of our neighbors in Aiken is a neighbor of, um, of one of the, um, Leonard Skinner. Folk. Oh. And so, so she's trying to get us to go on a cruise with them. Oh, wow. So, but we'll work it out. I <laughs> <laughs> go too. take two vacations. <laughs> well, maybe we will. <laughs> yeah. Actually next year I do get three weeks of vacation. So maybe we can Perfect. do that. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> I was going to so, mention that to um, you too, Timothy. We need to get you, Lisa and you along on the on the cruise. Yeah. You, have you seen? It's going around the internet right now. I think somebody shared it um, in the in the Horse Hubby Network uh, group on Facebook. This in Sweden, where they it's groups of people that compete in horse equestrian events on like hobby horses, like the horse heads on the stick, and they just sort oh, of yes. jump around. <laughs> Have you seen this? Yes, it's bizarre. That's that's. <laughs> this is my prediction. You're going to have the inaugural horse lovers cruise, and by the end of the three days, everybody on that cruise is going to be so crazy they're going to reach for the nearest like horse head on a stick, and they're going to be that jumping around. That sounds like a fun activity on the boat, though, doesn't right? it? Right? <laughs> Absolutely. You better yeah, have because... a lot of horse heads on there. <laughs> <laughs> be ready, because I'll, if you don't I'll, have I'll that, I don't know where that extra We can set up go. little jumps in the corridors. <laughs> That'd be fun. That'd be funny. All right. <laughs> it sounds like great. It's, it's a great idea. The because, more you drink, you know, the more fun it gets. <laughs> right. 
No, because horse people don't take vacations, and it's really hard for them to justify. And I know that as I think about planning vacations, I I know that at some point a horse has to be involved. Well, um, I, because, I, but, but it's you, not just a hobby; it's a part of their life. And well, you know it, why? It's something that is missed. That's why we decided to do the 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 cruise is because you can bring your non horsey husbands along. They have something to do, right? And then uh, it's it's with other horse people, so it's kind of like a horse vacation, but you truly are away from everything. And we decided on four nights because nobody can ever get away longer than that. So that's kind of how we decided on on the length of time. Um, but that's also why we decided on a cruise is because then it's also it's good for everybody. Uh, and there's that lots of alcohol great. involved. I, <laughs> Let's I'd see actually, I'd, I'd like to do that one. That'd be a good one. Yeah, I think it's going to be fun. We'll see. You know, we're putting it together with the Venting Nation and Horse Nation. And, you know, we might have to sell 20 cabins or uh, or 200. Who knows? Uh, but it should be a lot of fun. Regardless, we're, we're going. Leslie will be there. Who doesn't want to hang out with Leslie for four days? <clears throat> um, <laughs> I wonder what percentage of, of equestrians actually like the ocean. Well, or, you know, like large some of my of hosts water. won't go because they just don't like boats or the ocean or the germ thing. They all, they're all too worried oh, about germs. Yeah. And I'm like, you're in with freaking horses all day and you're worried about germs. It's people germs that are the problem. They'll go to road to the horse. Yeah, yeah, guaranteed <laughs> to get <laughs> sick. <laughs> just don't drink the water. You'll be fine. You know, you talk about sh- uh, showcations. Thankfully, my wife is kind of overshowing. Uh, but, you know, we ha- always went on vacation every year. That's one of the things we did. And a lot of we were Disney fans, so we'd go to Disney World a lot when we lived up north. But one of the conversations we always had is because we were so immersed in horses 52 weeks a year, when we took our vacations, we did non-horsey things. We didn't want to see a horse. And even Jennifer was at the point where when we took our week's vacation, she didn't want to see a horse. She wanted to be away from the horses. And we still kind of do that because we live in the horse world every day, all day. Um, So we kind of do non-horsey things on vacation still. Yeah, that's really good. Like for me, the, the the tension is I have, so I'm I'm trying to figure it out, Glenn. I'm trying to figure it out, Rich. I've got a limited number of vacation days, and Elisa has these major events, and so badminton is coming up. Elisa's competing at badminton. In fact, she's leaving next Monday, and she'll be gone for a month. But in that time, I'm going to be there for ten days, so which takes up uh, six of my vacation days. We're also planning to do Burley, which is going to be the same thing. Uh, also, I was at uh, I, I had the opportunity to go to Carolina Horse Trials um, a couple of weeks ago, which which is that. So to go and support my wife at these really incredible horse shows, these great experiences, costs vacation days. And so by the time those are done, I don't have a whole lot of vacations left, vacation days left to do non-horse type vacations what i'm trying to figure out because i also work from home and i work remotely so i've got i know that there are guys out there horse husbands who've got it figured out and they can work really effectively while at horse shows i I, i'm looking for tips if anybody has tips i want to hear them send an email to timothy at horsehubby.com i want to hear them um because i i haven't figured out but i figure if i can figure out how to work effectively at a horse show I can go to more and have more vacation days to spare to do non-show vacations. Although Burley vacations. and Badminton's not too bad as a showcation, to be honest. 
No, yeah. those are pretty great. <laughs> That's pretty good. No, that'll yeah. be a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. I don't have any tips for you. I'm probably ready to get fired from my job anyway, so it doesn't matter. So. <laughs> you know, you get to a certain age where getting fired from your job's not as terrifying as it used to be. It's almost like, yeah. you know, I've been there, done that. I've gotten fired from jobs, too. And it went, one when I was a little bit older. And I, I was like, it was the best thing. Well, it's the reason I started Horse Radio Network, actually. If I had not gotten fired for that job, I probably wouldn't have started the Horse Radio Network. So sometimes it leads to the thing you were meant to do. Right? Yeah, that's awesome. I I think we need to hear more about that story. Maybe maybe I'll I need I have not interviewed you for the website yet, Glenn. I've talked about you, I've profiled you, but I've not <laughs> properly interviewed you. I think we should come up. I'm yeah, I'm excited to hear more about your story and sharing that. I've done Part a of few what, things what sort in of motivated you have oh and when is that when is that documentary coming out is that soon well, that's soon now uh, they've finished it it was sent to the distributors today actually so oh, incredible congrats probably in about six to eight weeks it'll be hitting itunes and netflix and all of those places so i'll let you know i'll definitely let you know we're, we're going to have a viewing party uh for the messengers documentary so we're going to pick a night like one night it's eight o'clock. Everybody's going to watch it at the same time. We're going to start a big chat room on Facebook. Love it. And we can all watch the same time and comment on things. I have not actually seen the final version. I saw a rough copy, uh, but I didn't see the final version with it all cleaned up. And uh, apparently we're still majorly featured in it. So it, uh, I can't wait to see the final version. Me neither. That's just great. Cool. That's cool. We provide Great. the entertainment side. The funny part, the funny bits come from Horse Radio Network. Awesome. Jamie talking about wieners on on a major <laughs> documentary. So, so know. in Canada, one of my favorite restaurants is a breakfast place called Humpties. Humpties and Humpties because okay. it's an, they serve a lot of eggs. It's okay. like an egg themed breakfast restaurant. So Humpty, Humpty the egg, whatever. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's ex- absolutely. He fell from the wall. And he had a big fall. So, but yeah. the mascot of Humpty's is Banger the Wiener Dog. <laughs> I've heard of Banger. <laughs> Banger, good old Banger the Wiener Dog from Humpty's. <laughs> oh, Canada, right there. Yeah. They're all so nice. <laughs> they are. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. But what what sort of motivated the sort of writing of the showcation piece? You know, I sort of talk about the kind of various types of showcations, but as a horse husband, it can cause if who's not familiar with this kind of thing, it can it it can cause a little bit of anxiety because your because your your vacation is essentially not necessarily your own. You don't have autonomy you can't choose what's going to happen even if you make plans in an evening if a horse colics or or something happens you may have to be at the barn the whole night so it's it's fraught with unexpected events again it's it's just like what i was saying about the um embracing chaos you know you sort of have to accept it so it can cause anxiety until you just give yourself up to it and accept the showcation as not a challenge but an opportunity to just go with the flow and if you go with the flow and you release it say this is honey you plan it this is your thing and i'm just gonna chill then it could be pretty cool don't you think rich yeah that does happen we had a example of that in um twin falls idaho 
um, <clears throat> we were at dinner. Um, we, we were traveling up to Kalispell, Montana for the show up there at Rebecca Farms. And we stopped up at Twin Falls, Idaho for four days. And, um, and we were at dinner and there was a lady at another table that her pager went off as back in the day of pagers. And she said, Oh no, I've got a call. I've got a call. There's a horse colicking. And we're, we're sitting there just kind of laughing. Oh, she's a vet. Okay, great. Wonderful. So we left dinner, drove back to the barn where we were staying at, and she's there. It's my daughter's horse, Kayla's horse, colicking. Oh, jeez. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's it's like, oh, this is bad. And you know, and the other girls have been out all night and went out to the movies, saw Bruce Willis at the movie theater up in Twin Falls, Idaho, and stuff, and you know. Actually, not Bruce Willis on the screen, but in real life. And, um, yeah, it just brings it all back into a perspective of how everything pulls back together. And, you know, we made it through the night. Kayla slept in the stall with the horse all night. And, you know, it all it all worked out. But, you know, that was our horsecation, you know, or showcasing on the way up to the show. So, but everything worked out. Horse is fine. And, and whatnot, but that's how it all works out, you know. You know, you go to a show, you're gonna have a good time. Horse colics. So that's a really great point. I like what, like the fact that being a horse husband and being surrounded by, like, I'm an urbanite. Like, I grew up in a city, and I have been in a city all my life. And if you live in a city and you're not surrounded by nature and you're not interacting with animals, it's very easy to sort of function through this layer of abstraction. You know, thinking things like death and illness and things, but not actually experiencing them, and that you lose a strong sense of empathy. Whereas by dealing with horses and being confronted by colicking, it's a thing. Horses, they have personalities. Like, mm-hmm. um, how, like the, the, those moments, it really cuts through that abstraction and it, it, it prevents you. I think it's, it, it, it makes us more human in a way, I think. All right, showcations. So are we giving showcations a thumb up or thumb down? I think it depends on where you are in your relationship and how tired it, you well, are. Well, it's always a good thing. It's 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 a fun time. Usually it it turns out to be a fun time. I mean there are there are times that things are stressful and whatnot, but it all in all it usually works out. Yeah, It'd but good, at one point you're always in that position as the horse boyfriend or husband where things aren't going well and you never know what to say. I never knew what to say when she had no. a bad round. It's like, do I try and say something or do I just disappear? Uh, you know, uh, not getting away. It's just boy, that's the tough one. That is I just still don't know the right answer to that. Uh, that is I so Yes, that has been a challenge. That was a challenge, to to because as as the significant other, you want to be that shoulder to cry on. Right, exactly. You you you, you want to be the person that they come to when they are emotionally distraught or struggling or that kind of stuff. But at a horse show, if you're a horse husband and you don't belong and you don't have that connection to horses, there's there is 
a degree of understanding that no matter how much you know, you don't have. And so coming to terms with the fact that, yes, they will come to you. Yes, they will talk to you. Yes, they will cry on your shoulder from time to time. But that you are not always going to be the go-to person because they're going to go to somebody who really does understand what they're going through. And that, and that, and that is not you. And that's okay. Yeah, I think that's a tough one. I mean, that's one I always had a tough time with that one. Uh, fortunately, Jennifer never holds on to that. I imagine if you're a person that holds on to it for a long time, that's got to be tougher as the horse husband. Jennifer never held, you know, in half an hour, she was fine again. Um, no, they're resilient, I find. Horse people? Because yeah, they have to be. Because stuff happens all the time. That's true. <laughs> that's true. That's so true. Now, you had an article, too. Let's end with this. Uh, you had an article in there, too, about how to be a good horse husband at a distance. What was that about? Well, this is just because I think it's a great story. So we had a guest author, Stacey Sheperin, um, uh was writing. She sent in an article about her husband, Shane, who's actually an active duty. Mil- they're actually both active duty military. Uh, originally, I wanted to, to reach out to him, but he is he's overseas right now. He's on deployment. And... You know, she was praising him for how supportive he was at a as a horse husband, despite the fact that he's not he's not there. So, like, he sends her randomly. It's just, it's just like he's he's a, a man who has tips to share. I feel like, and so I'm going to follow up with an interview uh, of him. But she says he randomly sends boxes of uh, of her horse's favorite treats, which happen to be nature value oat nature value oat and honey granola bars oh yeah or like sending gift cards for dover saddlery like he's he i it's just how do you navigate being a horse husband at a distance and this is sort of an extreme example i think because he's on deployment but like rich like when you're at home and your wife's at a horse show you know that you're having to navigate constantly. Actually, Rich has, a distance. It, Rich has it yeah. worse than that because she's gone for, what, three or four months? So oh, know. that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. so you're the perfect yeah. person to talk yeah. to this. So how, do, how are you it's a good perfect. horse husband at a distance? How do you maintain your relationship? Uh, well, this year I didn't. I couldn't do a whole lot because, um, well, Moggy had an accident in November and broke her jaw uh, pretty pretty cool. badly. But, um so, but every year I would send her uh, sherry strawberries for Valentine's Day, and um, you know, just little treats, things like that. You know, just to you know, try to brighten her day. You know, when when you know, if I knew things were going bad, I'd send send something down and stuff. So this year is a little a little restriction on what I could send down and whatnot. So this this year I tried to send myself down as much as I could. Oh, good. That's better well, anyway. Protein. Um, <laughs> yeah. Protein. Yeah, that is Horses better. Sherry's <laughs> berries. Sherry's Unless berries, yes. Yeah, Unless they broke their yeah, job. Except for the last last time I went down, I got really sick. So it doesn't work out so bad, so well. So, now, well, that's when we were trying to t- trying to do the, the last horse husband's thing. But I, got, I was on my way down there. And I had a little bit of a cold going on. And I was fine while I was down there, but... Yeah, you know, it just it, it just didn't have the same same appeal, you know, because I was had a little bit of cold going on. How's so, Mogi doing anyway? But, How's um, she doing with that all? She's doing very well. She um jumping is not so much the thing she's doing now. She's been uh 
working on a lot of dressage and um, she's trying to get the, had to jump through, through some loopholes. She wears a polo helmet when she does her dressage. Mm. So, um, you know, just trying to protect her face and whatnot. So, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, you know, her jaw got broken pretty badly back in November. And, um, but, but all in all, she's, she's working real hard. Her, um, her course design is going great down there and stuff. She's working down there at Stable View with, um, with Barry and, and his wife, uh, Cindy Olaf that own, um, Stable View. And so they've got a big circuit coming up this, uh, this summer and through the year and working up to advance in October. So she's doing a bunch of the course design and stuff for that. So <laughs> very cool. Well, I think guys, we have to wrap it up. Uh, Timothy, where can people find all of the articles that we're talking about? Plus uh, all the new ones you really have been posting a bunch. Yeah. Including toilets. I've been thinking a lot about toilets. <laughs> you know, Glenn, I think a lot about toilets <laughs> I know you do. because because when I'm at a horse show, that's it's one of the most memorable things. You know, you gotta use a toilet, and and there they are, and having to navigate them. And women, put that toilet seat down. That's all I have to say about that. There's a there's an article, of course, about that. My wife ended up. I realized she said, "You know, I write. You know, I read what you write, don't don't you?" I'm like, yeah. <laughs> she she sort of took issue with some of the things that I said about about toilets and outhouses at horse shows. So read that. Uh, and more. I wrote an article today about how to clean your man stuff. So, so all, all there, there's stuff to be had, and I don't get approval from my wife before I write this stuff. So, um, just so you know. So, yeah, and oh, and I should actually also say, I'm looking for for material. I don't want the blog to be all about me. I, I'm boring. I I want other people to write. I want other people to share experiences. I want to learn from from everybody else, and everybody else wants to learn from you. And so, write an article. Send send me some some stuff. I'll send you a T-shirt. Really want to like use it to catalyze community. I think uh, uh, there's a lot of horse husbands out there, and we don't always get to have the opportunity to to interact with each other and to to share our stories and that kind of stuff. So, um, absolutely check out horsehubby.com. Also follow. Uh, the the site on Facebook at horsehubby, facebook.com slash horsehubby, twitter.com slash horsehubby uh, as well. Uh, and then stay tuned for, for next week. These Horse Husbands episodes are really a highlight, Glenn. I look forward to them. And, uh, we'll uh, be doing another and, one before Rolex, so we'll do another one in April. Perfect. We'll get another one in before Rolex and before you head overseas. Where, Rich, do you have a website for the farm? Um, yes, we do. Um, it's uh, foxhilleventing.com. Foxhilleventing.com. And of course, everybody, you can uh, listen to all the shows in the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com or download our app. It's free and it's easy. It's the simplest way excuse me, to listen to shows. Just search for Horse Radio Network in the iOS or Android app store. That's the simplest way to do it. We've been getting, Timothy, I wanted to tell you this, we've been getting 50 to 100 downloads a day for the last three months from China and Japan. Yet, I have no evidence that anybody from China and Japan is listening. And my app developer wrote and said, have you seen what's going on? Did you advertise over there? I said, nope. have no idea why we're getting all these downloads from China and Japan. Okay. I was going to say maybe it had to do with... Have you ever Googled Horse Husband or like followed the like horse husband on Twitter? No. There's some like weird anime manga thing of this like 
hot dude with a horse head. It's I I have no idea what to do with it. <laughs> but it's the horse husband. Oh, maybe that's it. I, I don't know. <laughs> have, have, if got if your listeners, like if any of your listeners know what's going on with this horse husband anime thing i want to know because uh, it's baffling and totally bizarre i thought maybe maybe they maybe the same per- people who are interested in this horse husband anime weird thing are downloading the horse radio network uh, i have no idea but you know if you're listening from over there we keep asking for somebody to write to me at glad at horse radio network.com i'd love to know why all of a sudden our downloads from from there are, are in the thousands <laughs> I have no idea. Making our numbers look good, except I don't think anybody's actually listening. So that's, I don't know. But anyway, that's uh, that's it. We'll be back here on Monday with an episode. Of course, Jamie will be back. Uh, she's at Flag is Up Farm currently, so we'll hear more about her, her adventures over the weekend as well. Thank you, Timothy. Thank you, Rich. Thank you, Glenn. Thank you, Rich. Thank you very much. All right. See you guys. Thank you very much.